Hi, I'm Yvette Gonzalez-Nasser, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for joining us for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is episode 399 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we have a great guest coming your way, Yvette gonzalez Nasier, and she was on Grease Live a couple of weeks ago. That was on TV, and a lot of people were watching it. Everybody loves Grease, and she played Cha-Cha, and we're going to be talking to her about that. She's going to let us in on the behind-the-scenes stuff that was going on during that live performance. So uh, it was a lot of fun to see. Everybody loves Grease, like I said, and Yvette is coming our way, and uh, that's coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. We've got a lot of things coming your way as far as remakes and sequels and updates and all that sort of stuff. So get ready. We're going into episode 399 of On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness, a remake of The Invisible Man from 1933 is in the works, and it seems Johnny Depp is attached to the film, so that's kind of interesting. And Sonic the Hedgehog is getting a remake from video games and TV shows to the big screen. No word is out from Sega yet as uh, when they're planning to release it. And the Battlestar Galactica remake that we've talked about in the past of the classic TV show is still a go, as the producer of Social Network has been brought on to produce the film. That's it for Remake Madness. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies? Upcoming new movies, it looks like uh, you can look for Jennifer Aniston and Jason Bateman to join forces again to star in Office Christmas Party, and that'll be shooting very shortly, and has a release date of December 9th, 2016. So that's a fast turnaround on that one. Ed Asner, Sally Struthers, and Lee Merriweather will star in a musical called Waiting in the Wings, Still Waiting. And you can look for Edie Falco and Robert De Niro to star in The Comedian in 2017. It's a film that looks at the life of an aging insult comic. That's it for upcoming new movies next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Sequel City, it looks like another Saw movie is in the works and will be coming our way as writers are now attached to Saw Legacy. And we'll keep you informed as we get more information on that. And Bond 25, the 25th James Bond movie is in the works, of course. And MGM wants to get it out next year. And 
They want Daniel Craig as Bond. Now, there's been a lot of talk of him doing it, not doing it, and all that going back and forth. But it looks like they're going to have to wait and delay the movie if they want Daniel Craig. He is doing a 20-part series called Purity, so they got to push back the movie in order to accommodate Daniel Craig. We'll see what happens with that one. A lot of uh, things going on with that. And The Rock, well, he's coming back once again to save us all from earthquakes in San Andreas 2. This time it's not just in the, the L.A. area. This is going to be worldwide, of course, and he's going to save everybody. And that's it for Sequel City. TV on DVD, Cedar Cove, the final season, arrives on DVD on March 15th. CPO Sharky, the best of season two, will be hitting stores on March 29th with Don Rickles starring in that one. And 1990s Cop Rock, the complete series, is going to be dancing in the stores on May 17th. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? Movies on DVD, March 29th, Point Break. We'll fly into stores on DVD and Blu-ray. March 29th also will bring us Hero Quest with Sharon Stone and Whoopi Goldberg along with Joe Pesci as they lend their voices to an animated film. And on March 1st, Seth Rogen stars in The Night Before on DVD and Blu-ray. That's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next in On Screen to Be On, it's TV and Entertainment time. TV and Entertainment Time, well, a new variety show is coming to NBC. Tentatively, called Maya and Marty in Manhattan, stars Maya Rudolph and Martin Short as they host a new variety show that uh, is said to be in the vein of the Carol Burnett show with sketches and celebrity guests and musical guests and things like that. So a little bit different than what's been going on for a long time here. We haven't had very much as far as variety shows in a long time. So we'll see what happens with that. And Apple, they're jumping on the TV show Making Bandwagon that's been coming our way, and they're going to be giving us Vital Signs. Now, this is a semi-autobiographical TV show by Dr. Dre. Each episode will deal with an emotion and how Dre deals with it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Damon Wayans will play the role of uh, the role that Danny Glover played in Lethal Weapon. And this is, of course, is the Lethal Weapon TV show that will be on Fox. So that should be a lot of fun. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. <laughs> Celebrity birthdays, February 22nd, Drew Barrymore turns 41. February 23rd, Josh Gad, 35. And Peter Fonda, 76. February 24th, Kristen Davis turns 51. And on February 25th, it's Chelsea Handler turning 41. February 26th, Michael Bolton turns 63. On February 27th, Adam Baldwin turns 54. And on February 28th, Bernadette Peters turns 68. And Gavin McLeod, who was a guest here at On Screen and Beyond, a past guest, of course, he turns 85, and Gilbert Gottfried turns 61. That's it for celebrity birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, 
Josh M. of Chicago, Illinois, turns 52 on February 26th. And Kelly T. of El Paso, Texas, turns 38 on February 27th. That's it for Celebrity and Listener Birthdays here at On Screen and Beyond. If you, a friend or a relative, are having a birthday, send us all the information at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. We'd be glad to let everybody know all around the world about your birthday, and we all wish you a very happy birthday. And that's it. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we have an interview, a lot of fun. We're talking with Yvette gonzalez Nasier, and she was cha-cha on Grease Live. That was just a little bit, a uh, couple of weeks ago on TV. So uh, it's uh, got a lot of fun things to talk about. Yvette gonzalez Nasier is coming up next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is an actress many of you will know as Kiki on Nickelodeon's The Fresh Beat Band, and millions of you will know for her recent role as Chacha on Grease Live. It's Yvette gonzalez Nasser. And Yvette, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yvette, are you still on a high from <laughs> that performance, a live performance on TV that was just amazing? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty crazy. It was an intense process. I mean, everybody worked their butts off. We were basically rehearsing for about a month, and all the leads had another month before that. And it was just like this incredible group of people, this classic film. This It was just so much fun to make and, and exhilarating and scary and just so many things at the same time. So, um, yeah, it's definitely like the after high for sure. Yeah. Now, have you ever perform this uh you know in high school or college or anything because a lot of places a lot of schools and things do the grease thing uh have you ever had ever done it before yeah actually we did like a medley in high school it was grease and a couple other shows so i was familiar with the music but I think most people are familiar with Greece. Okay, um, but, yeah, I definitely did it in high school. I was one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, did you play cha-cha on, in uh, high school? Oh, no. I think it was, like, Frenchie or somebody like that. Oh, okay. All right. So so how did you – tell us how you got the role of cha-cha. Was it the one you were shooting for, or did they just bring a whole bunch of people in and say, okay, you're going to be so-and-so, you're going to be so-and-so? How did that work? Um, it's actually interesting. I auditioned back in February for Patty Simcox for like one of the, the Ted cheerleader role. And mm-hmm. then I uh, auditioned for Frenchie quite a bit. And then they kept bringing me back in. And at the last minute, they're like, can she come in and wait for Chacha? And and then that was it. I just started like you know, a couple weeks after that. So it was the whole process though, was about six months of just going in for different characters. So it was kind of an interesting project. But at the end, I was like, well... I'll be tree number five. <laughs> I just like this boy just want to be in a movie, <laughs> but it worked out. <laughs> and uh, now you said that you you had all kinds of months of of practice and everything. But do, does that really get you ready for uh, live TV with millions of people watching? Uh, I, I just can't imagine. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like you know you do the most that you can to be prepared for the for any situation. Um, like I said, you know, the principals all were there for about a month or five weeks, I think it was, and then they brought in everybody else. And, yeah, we rehearsed for a couple weeks maybe, but then 
the last couple weeks of rehearsal were really tech because unlike a traditional movie, you're basically figuring out camera angles and editing and all that kind of stuff that normally happens in post-production, you're doing it before Mm -hmm. because, yeah, you know, so like a lot of the rehearsal was actually just tech for that. Um, But, but yeah, I mean, you're never really prepared. There's a lot of things that, that you can't control. Like the day of the actual performance, in Los Angeles, where it never rains, mind you, there was a torrential downpour. I mean, it was it was raining so hard, and, and the, the wind was blowing. It was so dramatic. And then it stopped only about 30 minutes before, and then it started up again about 10 minutes before we, we started. Oh, so we had, we had actually restaged an alternate opening number because the opening number was outdoors uh, just in case the weather blew down the set. <laughs> and we had umbrellas and everything, and it was... You know, it's crazy. So, you know, you do what you can to be prepared, but at the end of the day, there's there's always going to be unforeseen circumstances that come, and you just got to be ready and in the present moment, you know, so you right. can yeah. tackle them with a calmness. <laughs> <laughs> now, live TV, I mean, it's live TV. It, it Somebody makes a mistake, it's it, it's, it's there. I mean, that's, there's just That's no... it. <laughs> yeah, yeah now, it's so crazy. Now, I didn't it. notice many, uh, or any, actually, except for one. What did you notice? And it wasn't you. <laughs> it was. <laughs> they came out of commercial, and uh-huh. it was just before the uh, uh, Mario was on stage, and they were going to have the dancing and everything. And mm-hmm. they had the sign behind this is National Bandstand, and Mario says, "Welcome to American Bandstand." <laughs> Wow, good for you. I, you know, I didn't even notice that, and I was right in front of him. Um, wow, you were really paying attention. That's all that means. <laughs> yeah. Well, but well that... I mean, American bandstand, national bandstand. It's pretty close. Oh, yeah. yeah well, that's a good chat, for yeah. sure. I can see how that could happen. I mean, because, you know, everybody's so used to American bandstand, you know. And, but right. but it, it, when I saw it, but, but whether he knew it or not, because, you know, of course, somebody can say that and not even realize it. But he he didn't even flinch. I mean, it was like he just went right on. And if he did catch oh. it, boy, he was great because he, he is such a pro. Oh I mean, yeah, a, he came in the first day that you know that they brought him in to just do his part. He just came in off book and just doing all those lines. And it's a very wordy little spiel that he has. Mm-hmm. For oh yes, <laughs> and he just came in and was flawless. He's just awesome and yeah. he's the nicest guy, and obviously so cute. <laughs> so yeah, he's a pro. Yeah, from the way it looked, you you guys were jumping from one one set to another and taking the the trams or whatever they were there that you were taking Lots around. Were, were yeah. they really that far apart that you were in a rush to get to the to the scenes? Yeah, I mean, actually, it, it wasn't that they were so far, but we definitely needed them in order to make it on time. Like uh, there were some, uh, there was one scene in particular. I think that some of the girls had eleven seconds to do a costume change. Wow. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and that's that's with everybody running on a golf cart, going to the next place. I mean, because just the, the way that it was set up, um, you know, there was two different stages, and they had different sets within them. So, you know, we had to go from one place to the other, and they had changing rooms in each set, and, you know, it was it was a, it was a process. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a production. Wow. Was everybody Maybe? trying to be more like the Olivia Newton John John Travolta or were they trying to be more like the actors from the stage which you know, the movies and the theater are, are actually different plays a little bit I mean a little you know a little bit different the songs yeah, I mean we use some 
we used some of the songs from the from the movie, obviously, and from the musical. Right. It was also an original song written by uh, Tom Kitt, our amazing music director, that Carly Rae Jepsen got to sing. And um, but I think everybody, you know, you you watch a movie and it leaves an impression on you when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. And maybe some people saw the musical on stage, but everybody really just, I think, approaches the work by trying to put their own stamp on it. You know, mm-hmm. be like, yep. this is what. This is what we want to do. This is our take on the character. In fact, even for myself, like I, I saw the movie growing up, but I intentionally didn't watch it when I knew I spoke to Will Latasha because I wanted to see who she was to me and mm-hmm. find her on my own. And you know, obviously Annette Charles, rest in peace, did an amazing job and, and left such an impression on on me. But you know, I think you always go into each role like with your unique essence and trying to figure out how to make it your own for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, were you, I mean, this is a dumb question, but I ask a lot of dumb questions, so don't worry about it. No dumb questions. Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, were you a big fan of, of Grease? Oh, yeah. You know, before oh, this, God. obviously. <laughs> yeah, no, growing up, I mean, Grease was a classic, and I would just go around the house belting out, like, hopelessly devoted to you, and basically all the Sandy songs, I wanted to be Sandy. <laughs> but it was so fun. I mean, I just, I think most kids that are musically inclined and creatively inclined, like, you just want to sing those songs. And, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the music is just so good. It's so infectious. It's so funny because I heard those songs so many times, even in rehearsal or when we're doing the run-throughs and, I remember every time I got to You're the One That I Want, mm-hmm. where Danny and Sandy are singing in the carnival. Yep. Every single time I was like, wow, this is such a good song. Like, it's a legitimately good song. And I'm a songwriter. So getting to, like, appreciate that is, like, it, it's really good stuff. Like, that's, it's a testament to the fact that they have stood the test of time, that that good music is good music, and it's going to last through the decades, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's just no doubt. I mean, that... That was a, a a great story to to do for live TV, and you know, even though it's nerve wracking, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it was fun. I mean, it's like it's such a crazy experience, and like such an ambitious undertaking, and somehow we all pulled it off. I mean, Tommy Kale, our amazing director, just is such a visionary, and I feel like just the fact that he was directing it, I don't know, I I didn't even feel worried about it at all because. If he's at the head, you know it's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, and I think everybody kind of trusted him and Alex and the whole creative team. So you, there was this feeling that even though it was a crazy, you know, undertaking, like that it was going to be okay, yeah. and that we were all doing everything that we could to make sure that that it was a success. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and now I I don't know what the numbers were, but uh, did did you find out what the numbers were for the uh, viewership on that one? I think what well, I, you know, I did hear, um, I mean, I want to say it was like 12.4 million Jeez. Hmm, or 12.2 million viewers. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is huge. I think they said it gave Fox its most watched Sunday night in nearly 13 years. Wow. Excluding sports, obviously. But, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, but I mean, that's huge. That's, that's a really great thing. And I feel like it's, kind of inspire these networks i hear they're going to do a couple movie musicals a year so i'm happy about that because i'm such a fan of the movie musicals Mm -hmm. growing up i was like 
I don't know if you ever watched Turner Classic Movies. Oh, sure. But they would play all these, like, old black and white movies and, and movie musicals, and I was just, like, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. So <laughs> I hope it keeps going. It's, like, a very neat thing to bring to this new generation. Oh, yeah. Now, would you do another live performance like that? Yes. You would? <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was probably nerve-wracking that you... <laughs> I think, you know, I think performers live for that rush. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're adrenaline junkies. I'm not sure, but I think we live for that that rush of not knowing what's going to happen. You know, you, you have to just be present in that moment. Like, there's really you can't be thinking about things you have to do later, or you know, you, your mind does not wander. Like in those situations, you just you have no choice but to be fully present. And I think there's just something about that, and like living in that magic that I love. And of course, I want to again. Hmm. Now, comparing, I mean, of course, it's live TV and, and your other show, the, the Fresh Beat Band. Uh, comparing the two, are the, is it a lot different? Is it is it really a lot more hectic doing the live compared to your other one? I mean, I'm sure that's stressful, too. Yeah, I mean, they were both, they, they both pose their own unique set of challenges, for sure. I think that with a traditional TV show, or even a show that I did where there was also music and dancing and instruments and all that kind of stuff, it's, I think it's different because, or it's maybe less stressful because you have the chance to do it again. Like with Grease Live, that was it. You get one shot. Mm-hmm. And I think most, like, at least for me, like, I was or like, oh, can I do it one more time? Or this will be the, like, I could do it better. <laughs> and like, that's it. You only get one, one chance. So in a way, it's, it's harder that way. Um, then, but they're both, you know, they're both challenging. And we, Fresh Beat Band was actually one of the hardest gigs mm. and probably the hardest gig on TV that I'll have to do just because of what we were required to do. I mean, there were skills I didn't even know I had that I had to develop, you know, episode to episode. Yeah, so but that's great. That's like, that's always good, drawing more out of you. Oh, for sure. I feel like that's the point of being an artist is, like, to grow and, like, discover our potential. And, you know, I think these situations and you have to – learn a skill or develop a skill that maybe was a little weaker like those are great opportunities to, to grow and to evolve so i'm always very grateful for all of those yeah was challenges there, you know they're blessings yeah was there anything ever on the show that you you had to do and you said okay that was it i've done it i'll never do it again <laughs> you know there was one that i did and i I was like, I never did that before, but I actually did want to do it again. We had an episode where we had to do circus tricks, and I was on a trapeze, and there was, like, silks, and it was it was so much fun. Drea Weber, who's this amazing, um, uh, like, circus choreographer, I guess you call it, she, she worked with us on that episode, and I just had the time of my life. I was like, I definitely want to do this again. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that's going to happen, but... <laughs> <laughs> But you're ready. <laughs> but I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, sign me up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
now I notice on your bio that uh, you're working on a, a new album. Yeah, I'm working on an EP right now under the name Ava Gold. Yay! So it's like my artist project, and it should be coming out in the next couple months. I have um, one of my songs, uh, Classy, which is now on iTunes. Um, also, was featured on ESPN for a while, and now is on QVC too, which is kind of cool. And um, yeah, and, and I have a video for another song coming out next month. So I'll be posting updates on social media and all that stuff. So wow. I'll definitely keep everybody posted. But um, yeah, and it's just kind of soulful and like I, I I love music. It's my first passion. So I'm really excited to show everybody what I've been working on. Yeah, boy, it sounds like you're busy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny, I am, but I love what I do so much, so it never feels like, like, it's hard work, and it takes up all your time, but, I mean, I just couldn't be happier. Yeah. Now, I gotta ask you, how did you come up with the name Ava Gold? <laughs> I know, right? I sound like a Jewish grandmother. Um, <laughs> well, the name has so much meaning to me. I, I, the name Ava was always my favorite name growing up, and it also means bird, like, I, which is, I guess I always... Uh, associate myself with that animal and like just the idea of freedom and that's what music does to me it makes me feel free so I just love that as a first name and then gold is such a long story and I could go on forever about that word Um, but in a nutshell like there's a a good quote from Essie Hinton's The Outsiders I don't know if you ever read that book No. but it um, there's a line that says stay gold Tony boy stay gold and it essentially means like stay pure and stay innocent and there's just something about that that I think is so, so great. And and I feel like with creativity and, and music, I, I always want whatever I make to come from that pure place in my heart that remembers why I fell in love with music in the first place or, or why I wanted to be an actor, you know? So I, I don't know, the name just feels like, it feels complete to me and it feels really good. And I, I, I my creativity, like, I work really well under having an umbrella to work under yeah. you know like evil gold is like it gives me this freedom so mm-hmm. that's how the name came about <laughs> which came first your drive to become an actress or your drive to become a singer it's so funny uh i don't i don't really know i i never even thought about it in that way about having a drive to do something i know i was introduced to music when i was really young um I started taking violin lessons when I was three, and I was always singing and dancing and acting. I was, like, writing plays for my sisters and I to be in so we could put on these family productions (laughs) when I was, like, seven or eight. So it was, like, it was just something I liked to do. And in Miami, which is where I grew up, there wasn't a lot of um, outside influences telling me that it was cool or that it wasn't cool. Mm -hmm. And so I had a lot of space to just do what I felt like doing. And, um... And I just always loved performing and, and creating. And I think I've just been following that passion my whole life. Yeah. And then it just keeps growing. And, I, and then it keeps taking me to these really special, amazing opportunities. And I'm just going to keep following it and see where it takes me. I've got to ask you a question here. Uh, I noticed on the bio, too, that uh, uh, something that hits me to, to, to my heart, because uh, I noticed that you founded a Creative Minds Care and you're trying yeah. to work toward eliminating Alzheimer's? Yeah. Yeah, um, I, and, and I have a mother who, who is suffering from this disease, so when I saw that, I, I had to talk to you about this. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, about that? 
Yeah, sorry about your mother. That's it's such a hard disease to yes, to go is. through, and I say that because I know that whenever a family member has it, it really affects the whole family. My my grandmother on my dad's side passed away with Alzheimer's, and and it was devastating. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was just such a slow process, and you you're watching someone who you love so much all of a sudden not remember who you are, right? And why you're in their house, and it's just. It was really heartbreaking, and seeing my dad go through it too. I mean, he he's a he's a gladiator, and I've never seen him cry until until that happened. Mm-hmm. And it was just really it was really hard, and and it affected me a lot. I mean, I think that you know, someone said, "All oh, we have are our memories." Like without that, like we're nothing. Right. You know? So I feel like it's just it's such an important thing to really get a hold on. I feel like even Obama has been, you know, putting money towards it because he sees the importance of it too. But mm-hmm. um, but basically I'm a celebrity champion or whatever for Alzheimer's Association. And then I um, I came to them wanting to create a concert for, you know, like a big benefit concert, you know, just like the ones for AIDS and cancer. And, right, yeah. Um, and then long story short, they weren't able to, to help me put it together for you know, because it would be a third-party event, and it's really a long story, but I ended up having to make my own nonprofit, um, and they're going to be a part of it as well. But um, So it's Creative Minds Care, and that's her first undertaking. It's going to be doing a huge benefit concert to benefit, um, you know, Alzheimer's and for Alzheimer's research. And right now I'm in pre-production, if you will. <laughs> so we're getting a lot of the pieces together, but, I mean... I guess the vision of Creative Minds Care, among other things, is to see a world without Alzheimer's. And it's something that is really special to me and really important to me. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure. That's great. I, that That's that great. Yeah. I applaud you for that. <laughs> no... Thank you, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to quickly jump back to Greece because uh, Greece Live, because I understand the uh, DVD is going to be coming out, Blu-ray, DVD, whatever. Yeah. So that'll be coming our way, too, for people who either missed it or just want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I think in March, I heard. So yeah, I think, that's, be- I think that's what the, the notification came across my desk, and uh, I, uh, I thought that was great. And uh, so we can relive you again and again and again. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I want to finish up with two final questions here. And it takes us away from all the things you're doing, and I know you're very busy, but when you do get a chance to relax and watch TV, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Ooh, those are always the hardest questions for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, give me a second. Uh, Well, I can tell you now I've been watching Jane the Virgin. I think it's so addictive. (laughs) Definitely been binge-watching, and House of Cards, and Mm -hmm. Orange is the New Black. And American Horror Story. I've definitely been watching that. Um, movies. Let me see here. I'm just, I always thought The Matrix was a great idea. I like that. Yeah. Um, a classic film that my dad loves. And then I ended up loving too is um, Life is Wonderful. And also La Vita Bella, which is an Italian film. It's a great film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The Godfather. Classic. I'm into classic films. I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Yvette, I want to thank you so much. It's been so fun talking with you, and uh, you did thank a great you, job with Grease Live. 
And uh, I, I, I really thank you so much for coming and sharing on our show. Thank you so much for having me and all the best to you. A big shout out to Yvette for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. And if you didn't see Grease Live, don't worry about it. It's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray, so uh, you'll be able to see it and enjoy it. If you've seen it, you can enjoy it again. A lot of fun. And, of course, Grease. It's just so much fun. A lot of great songs and just so much to see. And uh, be sure to check out Yvette as Chacha. Okay? So, well, here we are at the end of... Episode 399. Can you believe it? Our next episode will be our 400th episode of On Screen and Beyond. And uh, we are working on that to see who we can get here for you. And uh, if you have a suggestion for a guest, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And we'll see what we can do about getting that person on for you. And uh, if you are on Facebook, be sure to like us. And if you are on iTunes getting this episode, be sure to leave us a little review there. Help the Get us up in the ratings and everything. Let a lot more people know about us here at On Screen and Beyond. So that's it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. (laughs) 